Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Red Men Weekly Podcast. I'm Steve Hall. Hope you're all doing well. This is the show where we bring you the best clips from this week's Red Men Plus content. All of these shows that you're about to hear clips from are available in full over on redmenplus.com. Red Men Plus is our subscription service. It's like what you get on here, but you get more of it and there's loads and loads and loads of boss stuff over there. If you want to check it all out, if you sign up to redmenplus.com, as a monthly subscriber use the code weekly when you do so w-e-e-k-l-y you'll get 50% off your first two monthly payments so go and check it out there's no limited like what's the word there's no maximum sign up fees any of that kind of stuff no terms you have to be signed up for a certain amount of time you can sign up for a month if you don't like it cancel it you'll get the rest of that month and then you and then you won't get charged ever again so go and check it out use that code check it out for yourselves and see if you like it I'm sure you will right then let's get underway first up this week it's the buy football podcast it was Chris it was Chloe and it was Dan Club in for this one and they had a little speak about the title challenges who are the title challenges post Liverpool's draw at Luton everything that one at the weekend with Arsenal losing at Newcastle who actually could win the Premier League title I know that at some point if Liverpool are to be in a title race I'm going to have to care about absolutely everything Manchester City do but I remember years ago, even last season, I'd probably watch every Manchester City game now. If, if I look at their fixtures and I see Manchester United via bottom half t- a team, no, I'm just not even clicking it. I'm not I'm not watching it. I'm not putting myself through it. There will be a time, hopefully, where I need to do I'd that. I'd like to, yeah. Haaland was so injured at Dortmund as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Like he was so injured and now he's just not. Yeah. Amazing what unlimited funds and no models will do for footballers. <laughs> yeah. Um, we move on then. Uh, we've got the obviously we're gonna have a little look at the table, but before we look at the table, I wanted to look at the fixtures. Obviously Tottenham, Chelsea tonight at Tottenham, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um Saturday, Tottenham away at Wolves, Arsenal at home to Burnley, uh, Manchester United host Luton Town. Fuck me. Sunday Liverpool Brentford and Chelsea at home to Manchester City yep. before the international break. There's nothing there really. Only Chelsea City is probably the one where you think, oh, that might might 
might go in our favour because Spurs, if VAR actually want to help Wolves out instead this time. Wolves Spurs at Molyneux gives Wolves because Wolves have been okay this season. The results haven't really reflected how well they mm. played at times. To be fair, they've done they've yeah. done well in a lot of games, um, and all up Chelsea, isn't it? For yeah. the next eight days, like it's all on them. Like from being a laughing stock, really, the Premier League. They've got an opportunity to take a couple of big old scalps there and get their own season up and running. Mm. But I don't think they'll be. Listen, of course they'll do themselves a favour, but I actually think they'll be doing Liverpool a bigger favour than anybody else if they are to take points off both of them. Which therefore means they're not going to do anyone any favours, not even themselves. No, and obviously Tottenham don't have um, any European football. No. Really, yeah. So they're going into a 12.30 on Saturday <laughs> after having basically six days yeah. Yeah. Um, to recover from it. But yeah, you're right. Chelsea, obviously Tottenham, Chelsea City is the big one. They'll probably get hammered in both of them. Let's have a look at the league table then. Uh, Manchester City top 27 points. Tottenham again back 26 points Liverpool and Arsenal both on 24 points now Chloe we've sat here and spoken at length since the the, the draw against Luton um, on various different shows about Liverpool's poor game but at the start of the season 11 games in with three points behind Manchester City are you sitting here and telling me you wouldn't have taken that? No, I 100% would have taken that, especially considering... Just not the way we've done it. Yeah, exactly. Like, You'd when rather you, have drawn the first game of the season. Like, than I, I mean, a draw anyone. to Newcastle, I'd have been like, you know what, at St. James Park, that's a fine result. You know, Brighton away, I can kind of like, I, I thought we were bad on the day, um, but it's it's Brighton away, that, that can happen, they are a good football team. It's the fact that Luton have been battered by everyone but Everton Football Club, and we go there and we play like a team who, who literally is Luton Football Club. We never, ever got out of a, a second gear. It, it, it looked like none of us could pick each other up and, and tell each other and drive each other forward. It was the manner in which we've lost and who we've lost to. It's a shame However, it's, sorry, go on, sorry, go on being three points off off top when you've got to play Manchester City coming up and you can get those three points back hopefully um, <coughs> is, is really good for me like I can deal with and that and let's not all forget that I think every one of us thought we'd win that Tottenham game had it not been for the yes. referee decision yeah. so we would be level on um, points at Manchester City Brighton that Pascal Gross could have had a red card as well so yeah. we've all, been all in like, what I'm trying to get at here I think Dan's gone on to it is it's been a bit reactionary to the Luton thing. Liverpool have had a very good start to the season. No, I think you're right, yeah. And, you know, in isolation, that result is a shocker. But when you look at the bigger picture, we've had a really good start to the season. That's just not just Premier League, by the way, as well. The Europa League's going swimmingly up till now. You know, qualification secured, hopefully, on Thursday night, probably as group winners as well, which is another massive thing in all of this. Moving through the League Cup quite serenely, too. Decent draw in that. No, who knows about the FA Cup has to come. But all in all, given how dire Liverpool season was at times last year and given the amount of sort of the ins and outs and the turnover of players this summer, I don't think I could have wished for a better start, really. Especially when you factor in some of the adversity we've had to face, you know, the red cards, the Tottenham goal disallowed, all that type of stuff. And some of the performances have been really quite impressive. The individuals that have come in, we've all been blown away by Sam Osley, of course. Gravenberch has been brilliant since he arrived. Darwin Nunes is up turning form. Luton notwithstanding has been a joy to watch as well. So Van Dijk's return to his peak of his powers as well has just been brilliant so we're not imperious by any stretch of imagination but we're getting there I would say and Jürgen Klopp looks 
bang up for it again as well, which is absolutely massive. So yeah, I'm really positive about where we're at. You mentioned three points behind City there. As long as we're in touching distance of Manchester City, by the time we play them, but more importantly, by the time sort of Christmas and the new year come around, give me that all day because January we're going to have a chance to fix any ailments we've got if we want to and also we know what we're like when we get to the business end we've done that before we can do it Tottenham haven't Arsenal faded last year you know the other clubs around I'm not quite sure they've got the, the power to go and do it but Liverpool we know because we've seen it can really sort of mix it with the best the reason I think we're so reactionary to the Luton loss is just because I don't. I didn't expect us to be in a title race. I expected us to be the closest to Manchester City, but I didn't think maybe we had enough to to go for the title and really challenge them. And now you're in a situation where you kind of you've been dragged into it, and it's it's like, oh crap, we're in. We've got to at this moment in time. We are only three points off Manchester City. We are in the title race. But that means there is so much pressure on absolutely every point you drop and every point you drop, once again, now feels like you've lost the league. Sadly, that is just... We've been through it twice before and because... We get we've been dragged into it. Our own team are putting us there, and you want to be there, obviously. But because you're there, a loss to someone like Luton, there is going to be a, a reaction and, and maybe an overreaction from people because you're up against an absolute machine, a giant who just doesn't seem like they give up or like give away three points anyway. And that is the problem that you've got there is that sadly the team that you're up against is so good that every single point dropped feels like it could be the end of your title race. Yeah, we're not in the title race yet, I don't think, to be honest with you. I don't think that's But you can believe. Yeah, hope you've and got, belief but is this fine. is the thing it's you've too got early to for title race, yeah, yeah, it's you've got to you've got to be there though for this part of the season to be in it a, a title race towards the end anyway. Yeah, so you've so got we, to go to, we are, aren't we? Yeah, so exactly. Right. It, it matters all the way through the season. Okay. That's fine. The problem Liverpool have got is the away form shocking. If we are talking about potentially being in a title race. Um, six <coughs> games played, 2-1, three drawn, one lost. Yeah. We've seen... Chloe or Dan in fact we've seen Liverpool when we've drawn games it's those that have actually cost us cost us the league titles over yep. the course of the season we've drawn too many games City either lose or they win and when they get the win they get the three points that's three of our draws yeah. and you've wasted them you know what I mean <laughs> so is that something that you need Liverpool to fix or is it still too soon? I think it's slightly too soon. When you sort of when you go a little bit deeper into those results, obviously we are fresh off the back of one of them. The Luton one's probably the worst, I would say. But then you, you factor in the Spurs one, that's probably a harsh defeat, I think it's fair to say. So, yeah. And the biting game, we weren't at our best. But I suppose it depends how you want to look at it. We spoke in the originals pod about Liverpool and comparing this Liverpool with last season if you want to factor in some of last season because that was the same problem our away form last year was horrendous it really was so if you want to sort of group it together and say do Liverpool have a bigger problem then yes maybe we do but in isolation this squad I think I can give them a pass on the away form this season personally and maybe if it carries on if we you know, a few weeks down the line after disaster Baker we've picked up you know a couple of poor results away from home again there is a discussion there but I don't see the same 
sort of shrinking violets that I seen in this Liverpool squad last season. I seen it firsthand on occasion last year when the going got tough last season away from home. We absolutely crumbled time and time again because we didn't have the backing of Anfield. We didn't like the surroundings and the opposition were bang up for it. And too often, you know, even the big lads in the team, the leaders of the team went, oh, I'm not sure about this today for whatever reason, whether it be physically, mentally, the exertions of the year before and the quad and stuff like that, who knows? Too often, away from home last season, we just didn't fancy it. We didn't look up for it. This year, that doesn't look to be the case. Even yesterday, in what was a dismal performance for a large part and a really bad result, we still looked up for it for me. I'm not saying not one of them lads went, oh no, not for me. They all stood up. They just couldn't quite get it over the line. So I don't have major concerns about the away form yet. But again, if we re- revisit this at Christmas time, then maybe a different conversation. I'll, I'll just read out the, the, the facts and we'll put it on the screen as well, if you don't mind. <laughs> Liverpool have played five at home, won all five, scored 14, conceded two. Liverpool away from home, played six, won two, drawn three, lost one, scored ten, conceded eight. It's a bit of a difference. I know it's only a small sample size, but it is a bit of a difference, certainly in the conceding goals column. Yeah, it is. And I, I don't know what that... Maybe it's because the you're away from home and those fans expect their team with the backing to actually really go for Liverpool. Um, maybe, I mean, we've had some tough decisions. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, one of them is an own goal by Joel Matip, which, I mean, it, it just is what it is with that. Um, but Liverpool have and struggled. You're down to nine men and you're tired. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The game's gone on for about 40 hours. <laughs> yes, VAR's decided to piss you off as well. Um, yeah, look, Liverpool haven't been great away from home, but to be honest, I've not actually genuinely thought about it that much because there are some uh, excuses that I can put my hat on, like, oh, you know, that, that Spurs game is absolutely not the fault of any of Liverpool's players. It was an unlucky second goal to concede. Um, you come out over the point there and you're absolutely made up. We were seconds away from doing that. I thought... Against Brighton, we weren't great, but we had chances to win the game. We've not put it in the back of the net. Ryan Gravenberch misses an open goal. They could have been down to 10 men. Uh, Even Luton the other day, you've had chances. You've created the chances. You've not put it in the back of the net. Um, It needs to be solved because, once again, it, it is just, sadly, it is a case of you need to be picking up as many points as possible. Um, And, yeah, I hope that they can put that past them. Um because the next away game is Manchester City. If you if you get into that and you come away with three points from that, the confidence that is going to give you, oh my, you should be able to beat anyone away from him after yeah, that. Good time to put it right, isn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. really good time. Chelsea was the other one. I couldn't think who the other one was. It was that yeah. long ago now. It was Chelsea, wasn't it? Early yeah. season, wasn't it? Yeah. We were poor that day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't it? You just they never really know good. what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, that was the best they played all year yeah, long, unfortunately. Thanks to Chris, Chloe and to Dan for that one. Moving on then, Jane Insight Time. It was me, it was Neil Jones. And yes, we had a chat about Curtis Jones, who again has picked up another little injury. He always seems to come at the wrong time for Curtis. Bad luck always seems to strike, whether it's suspensions, injuries at the wrong time. He got poked in the eye once, his back went once. He's had all kinds and now he's got this little main, minor injury. But yeah, me and Neil had a chat about Curtis Jones and the injury worries that seem to follow him Round. Let's move on then. I want to talk injury news, and obviously one of the things from the Luton game was perhaps I don't know if it was a surprise, but the Curtis Jones missed the game with an injury. And we've spoken about this a couple of times now, but I think it's worth mentioning again mm. in light of this is that he's Curtis Jones has picked up this really bad habit, and it's not his fault. Don't be wrong. Of like 
he's always injured at the wrong time or he, he's out he just misses games from nowhere kind of thing and Obviously, he couldn't help the suspension. The suspension was what it was. Yeah. But it does feel like whether it's unlucky time and for unlucky time for Liverpool. But I definitely felt like they missed him against Luton. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it again, I'm not saying injury prone. He's a young player. There were certain issues that he had with, with what were related to his growing and, and, and things like that. He obviously had a weird eye injury. It just feels like, like he always gets the hard lines at really in Liverpool. Yeah. Definitely missed them at the weekend. I think so. I think he did. Um... Just his ability to be clean and 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 keep the ball, you know, better than the majority did. And you know, I think Liverpool kept it well at the back and then struggled to keep it in the in the, the forward areas or in the advanced areas, didn't he? You know, probably too many of them had off days. I think Gravenberg was probably the only one that you'd look at and say, well, do you know what? He was quite quite sharp, you know, in when when he had the ball. I think the others, I mean, Nunes looked sharp. Obviously, didn't didn't have the end the end product. Um, yeah, you're right. Okay, unlucky, I suppose, would be the, the way you'd describe it. You know, obviously, three game ban when he was playing particularly well um, and had the place in the team, didn't he? Sort of not nailed down, but he was definitely in, in possession of the shirt. I don't think it's a serious injury. I think it was obviously like a knock that he picked up in the Bournemouth game um, when he thought he played really well again. Um, so, with McAllister being out on Sunday, I would wonder whether you'd wouldn't risk him against Toulouse and sort of have him, you know, give him the time to get ready for Sunday. That might be the, the way that Liverpool go about it. We'll see. They'll train tomorrow, obviously. There's an open training session early or sort of lunchtime tomorrow. Um, but fingers crossed he can play Brentford or be available for Brentford on Sunday. But you're right, he, he's one of them that we've seen what happens when he can get a, a bit of momentum behind him. It's just that he hasn't been able to get a bit of momentum behind him often enough in a Liverpool shirt and fingers crossed this isn't another period where you know you're talking about three games missed and then an international break and all of a sudden you're sort of out of rhythm again or having to you know come on for 15 minutes in a, in a league games and maybe not show your best or whatever um, you know I think there's yeah he's a, he's a he is an important player for Liverpool if, he, if he's fifth I think he's already shown that this season I think I, I don't think it was a, a coincidence that Jürgen spoke about counter-pressing being at 0.0% in the first half against Luton and I don't think that would have been the case had Curtis been on the pitch um, and I don't think it was um, or I think that tells you he was missed certainly in the squad but maybe even in the starting 11 and like I say the, the, the... A couple of injuries. Obviously, remember he had he had an ankle injury at the start of this year as well. He missed the Bournemouth game. He missed the Newcastle game, and then he was back in. He had he played three really good games. Liverpool, I think Liverpool's three most convincing perhaps performances. I know they went behind against Wolves and West Ham was a bit tricky at times, but they battered Villa in the end. They were comfortable against Wolves, relatively speaking. Um, in terms of the, the the performance, whether the result was in doubt, I don't know. Obviously, I took Andy Robertson scoring quite late to, to win that one. West Ham, I thought he played well again. Yeah. They're probably three of the better performances Liverpool have had, and, he's, and they're the three games, they're the three league games he started. Like yeah. that probably isn't a coincidence. Well, and also look at the games he he hasn't featured in this season. Um, you know, he didn't didn't feature against Brighton. Suspended, yeah. Tottenham obviously went off in the game, uh, and and Luton. You know, being 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 them so. Even Chelsea in the home game, he come off the bench. Yeah, he came off the one. bench. Yeah, uh, so you know, yeah, I'm not saying it's all down to him, but Liverpool have dropped points, so they, I think he definitely he definitely would have come in handy in some of those games. Um, you think of Brighton being a good example, actually. You know, if you think about the way the game was, Brighton sort of really intense, and you needing a little bit of a calm head and just keep the ball, and obviously being able to 
do all the off the ball work I think he would have been more than useful um, I think he'd started that Spurs game really well you know Liverpool had generally so yeah he's he's one of them that Liverpool are going to be relying on this season and for that obviously they need him to be fit and available and you know fingers crossed if it's not to lose you know it's Brentford I was going to say because if, if, if it's not Brentford and we'll find out in due course of course That'll have mean he'll, he won't have played the Premier League game since that Tottenham game. Yeah. That was like late September. Yeah. Obviously, he missed the four, he missed the three with a suspension. Then he missed Luton, and then he misses Brentford, and then there's another international break. And then he got City after the break. You could be as talking. Well. You could be. It could almost be two months yeah, without yeah. the Premier League game. Now, obviously, he has featured in a, a, a bit of Europe and a bit of cup games, but like two months out of Premier League footy to then go where's Man City at home? Like it, it's not ideal for him. No, no, it's not. No, um, for him, you know, I'm I, listen. We're talking about Liverpool's perspective from his point of view. He must have been absolutely. Chewing when he's yeah. been sent off at Spurs, there he's got th- for what it was as well. And I don't understand the rules, and you know, you, okay. there's been some similar though. Made that haven't been red cards yeah. recently. And Destiny Adogi, maybe um, even even uh, Kai Avert wasn't too. It was a yeah. kind of thing, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, to, to get it to to miss, like you say, the best part of two months of football because of because of something like that, he will have been absolutely spewing with, with it. Um, but fingers crossed, you know, it's just a a one game, a one game absence, you know, a little, a little knock that he, he can overcome and, and get back into it because you know he's, he's got a part to play for Liverpool in all competitions this season. Yeah, I was going to say looking ahead to that game again. It's who knows if he's even fit. But you mentioned McAllister's suspension. Uh, the, the obvious thing is to play Endo at, at number six, but like Jürgen's been resting. He has tried Curtis in that role before. Like it, it could be a world where he he starts game as a number six. Because um, I, I wonder whether Brentford. The type of opposition might dictate an endo who's a bit, you know, good in the air and a, a more physical um, or physically. What's the word? He's 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 more comfortable in the, in in the defensive midfield yeah. aspect of the game. I know Kate is, is is good off the ball, but yeah, it's big it's big chance for endo, isn't it? You know, McAllister. Got, there was a lot of discussion about McAllister and, and and the number six role. I don't think that was the reason Liverpool didn't. Beat Luton because they didn't have a defensive midfielder or a defensive mind midfielder. I don't. I don't feel that was the problem there. The problem was the quality on in possession from not just him but from others. Um, so it would be a big chance for Endo to come into the Premier League. Tough game. Klopp got a lot of respect for Brentford. They're a very specific way of playing. Uh, they've always given Liverpool relatively tough games. Certainly down there, but even even at Anfield, I think it was one 0 last season, late in the in the day, uh, late in the campaign. So. It's not a team that you're going to sort of go and expect to just run through. You're going to have to work hard for it. And if Endo, Endo is the man who gets the, the chance, then it'll be a, um, a good chance for him to, to stake a bit of a claim as well. Thanks to Neil for coming in. And yes, let's crack on. Hopefully, Curtis can get himself back fit and firing for after the international break. Up next, then, it's experts inside time. Dan Club gets on the phone. Anytime any news breaks, Dan goes and speaks to the people at the heart of the stories. This time, he spoke to journalist Emmanuel Louise, and it's all about Andre. Yes, reports came out earlier in the week that Liverpool maybe don't want him anymore. Maybe he's going to Fulham. Well, according to Emmanuel, Andre still wants to move to Liverpool. So, yeah, Check out what he had to say to Dan. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Redmen TV and your latest edition of Transfer Insight. My name is Dan Club. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by friend of the show, the brilliant Emmanuel Louise, Brazilian reporter, of course, our man in the ground in South America. Emmanuel, how are you doing, mate? You okay? Just fine, then. Uh, thank you for having me here. Hi, people. Uh, News, we know what we are going to talk about, right? We, we know, know we what know. we're here to talk about. Yeah, there's been a lot going on. We've spoken a few times now, obviously, and all our conversations were about the couple of Itadores and Andre's going to wait, Fluminense going to wait. They waited and it was worth the wait. They won the Copa Libertadores. I watched it. Lots of Liverpool fans watched it. It was a very interesting game of football. Andre was brilliant. I've got to say that as well. I thought it was superb, absolutely superb. But since that, there's been more speculation, more talk. Yes. Arsenal, Fulham, Liverpool, all of them at the game. What's the latest? So, I will be loud and clear for you guys. We already talked about 40 million uh, euros release clause, right? And Fulham and Liverpool were in the in the, in the race. Andre want, wanted Liverpool in the middle of the year, right? So it remains really clear. Andre wants Liverpool. But the very the the most important thing right now, Andre wants Liverpool, but Fulham, uh, my friend Bruno Andrade uh, here from Brazil, he, he, he was saying, and I, I confirmed that, I was talking with, with some guys from, from the club, mm-hmm. and they said to me, what? André will play for the club that make the, the best offer to Fluminense, right? He wants Liverpool, and Liverpool wants to play like 30 million, that, that amount of price that we are talking, right? In the, in the middle of the year. But what Fulham did, Fulham said to Fluminense, okay, he has a 40 million release clause, right? Uh, you guys are not going to renew his contract, make the, the release clause higher. You guys won't do that. But mm-hmm. what we want to do as Fulham, we pay the release clause, but we make you guys like have some uh, add-on clause. I don't know how you, you guys say yeah, that. It's it. add-on, right? Yeah. 
So Fluminense said, okay, that's that's good for us because if you play the if you pay the 40 million release clause and give us some add-on, fantastic, because you guys don't need to do that. You know? Yeah. So we are going to inform André. André wants Liverpool. Okay, André wants Liverpool. But he's going to talk with Fluminense. What I think will happen. If Liverpool comes right now with 35 for him and uh, 20% release clause, something like that, mm-hmm. Fluminense will sell to, to Liverpool. Because right now, what Fluminense is doing is showing like gra- uh, gratitude for the players. Because André stayed, Nino had a huge offer from Mexico, from Italy, and he stayed our captain. Right now, Fluminense is selling Nino for only 8 million euros to Nottingham Forest. Only. Why? Because he said, man, I, I want to go to England. You guys have a better offer from, from Mexico. I think around uh, 13, 13 a million euros okay. from Mexico. Okay. But I want to go to to England. Let me go for eight. And Fluminense said, okay, you you stayed with us, so we sell you for, for, for that price. So what do I think? If Liverpool somehow improves a little bit the offer, Fluminense will let André, André go. But Fluminense really wants that add-on. Yeah. Period. They are not interested to sell for 40. They want to sell like for 30, 35, but add-on. Yeah. You know? So I think 35 million... At fifty percent, twenty percent add on, it's it's Liverpool, yeah, right? And that wants Liverpool. And that wants Liverpool. It still it, it still remains the same. And what Arsenal has to do with it? Arsenal, like they are they are doing like a little buzzard, you know? They are just looking around, around. They didn't do they didn't like do nothing until right now. Nothing, 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 nothing. So they are looking, they are looking, they are looking, they are looking. Maybe. They will say something, maybe not. They there, there was a guy from I forgot his name right now, but there was a guy from Arsenal that was in Maracana in the final and was was asking uh, things about Andre, but they did not make any bid, any any kind of this. Even the player, the player staff are not informed okay. of it. Yeah. So right now, Arsenal is a big question mark. <clears throat> What do I know? Okay, and I will tell you right now. Uh, there is a guy here in Latin America, Tal Federico Redondo. He's from Argentino Juniors, right? Uh, Fluminense is looking at him to be the replacement of André. Yeah. But, but, uh, clubs in the big six and then you know how that works. Maybe it's only the manager of the of the, the athlete that is saying that, but uh, clubs at the Big Six are looking for Federico Redondo to buy him right now, maybe low on him. And it, it's going to be a big swap thing because what they were, ta- what they were telling me, if Fluminense sells, André has a big chance of getting Redondo, but clubs like Fulham, uh, Wolverhampton are looking to maybe get Redondo right now. And clubs like Liverpool, Tottenham, in the big six, I don't know 
which club from the big six is. Yeah. That's why I'm I'm talking about the big six. Are looking at him too. So, uh, what I'm feeling, Liverpool is going to hire a center defense midfielder from Brazil. Yeah. Right. From Brazil. From from South America. Sorry. From South America. The biggest three names that we have right now: André, Federico Redondo, and Moscado from Corinthians. Redondo is from Argentina Juniors and Moscado is from Corinthians. André is a world-class player right now. Like we are, we are talking in Brazil right now that he is going to to be the starter from the national team because of Casemiro is out, so he's ready. Yeah. He's uh, European caliber. So Liverpool just needs to improve a little bit of the offer, mate. Let's let's be honest right now. I I think it would be stupid if Liverpool didn't improve. Yeah. Because from this awaited and like they are going to do what Andre wants. Thanks to Dan and thanks to Emmanuel for that one. Yeah, that one will continue to rumble on. We'll see if Andre becomes a Liverpool player, a Fulham player. Does he go anywhere else? It'll all become clearer down the line. Finally then, and we don't have to do too many of these to be honest this season, thankfully, because uh, it isn't always the best. It can be a bit of a drag, but they can also be therapeutic. Yes, it's a final word after the Liverpool defeat. Liverpool will be in 3-2, of course, by Toulouse on Thursday in the Europa League. I was joined by Jay Pearson and by John Reid, and we had a big old chat about the disallowed goal from Jarrell Kwanzaa. Was it an ball? Wasn't it an ball? What is going on with VAR in Europe, in the Premier League, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, check out what we had to say about Liverpool's defeat in France. We got away, I say got away with it. At Luton, we all fought, John, at least we, at least we didn't lose. We, we weren't great there, but we, we managed to find that equaliser later on. And Liverpool fought in this game, they found the equaliser, um, but it wasn't to be. So just to clarify, what exactly? I'm sure you've all have seen it by now, but Gerald Kwanzaa pounces on a loose ball. I think it goes in, takes the flexion. Everyone thinks he's scored. Um, there's a VAR check. It, it, it appears that the ref gives the goal and then do, and then goes back to the screen and he's disallowed of a handball against Alexis McAllister. Um, there's a lot to unpack. It was about 20 minutes before... The actual goal winning. I mean, I'm sure he had his Argentina kit on from the World Cup final. That's how far <laughs> back it was in, in terms. It was mad. Like it bounces up off him. It kind of deflects up of him. It's the upper arm. Liverpool play. They half clear. They get ahead on it. it. It's a VAR has been in the news a lot recently, for, and most of it's been for the wrong reasons. Um, you know, I, I, everyone says to me about like you know English referees. The standard English referees are bad. Well, I've watched a couple of European games this week where it's not been much better. The handball decisions in the Man United game the other day, both of them were just like, what is this? I don't know if it's a VAR thing, a officials thing. Is the handball rule just crap? Does anyone know what the handball rule is? I don't, whatever it is, I just can't figure out the logical reason why the laws can disallow a goal. 15 seconds earlier for a ball bouncing off a lad's chest onto the top of his arm, it just all felt a bit wrong. It did, and, and, and you've nailed it there. Like you know, it, I'd, I'd have more truck with it if it sort of bounced and he, and he hit it with his hand. It didn't. It went up his chest. He rolled it up his chest, and it, it doesn't even really go onto his arm. It just sort of hits his shoulder. You know what I mean? And he controls it. You know, um, it, it was just such a weird turn of events. And it, as you say, with the ref, he, you know, they don't help themselves, do they? And I, I feel for him in a sense because I think you know he'd let. We were talking about Endo earlier. I think he'd let a lot go and sort of been like, I want to try and keep it the game flowing, but. It's not a good look, is it, when you, you give a goal and go to restart a game? I think a, a lot of the players call them up on that as well at the end. You go to restart a game and then he suddenly goes, oh, hang on a minute, and runs off again and goes, actually, no, I've changed my mind. Um, it, it was 
it was weird and you know all, all the stuff you know I'm, I'm grateful to whoever it is every every time after this happens because it's happening a lot lately um, the person who finds the rule from the rule book for me and screenshots it and puts it on social media so we all know what, exactly why it's wrong but you know you think he's got a or, you know or at least have a word in his ear you know what I mean like a, a, you know someone if they are on VAR watching that and going oh it's handball someone's surely got to be checking that or at least in his ear saying to him listen there might be something wrong here and they've they've now scored just keep everyone calm for a minute and that didn't, you didn't really get a sense of that it was just it looked like a goal and then all of a sudden it was like hang on a minute alright well they're checking it and then it was like actually it was something that happened as you say three years ago like in the build up it's also weird mm. Jay like we play the same sport Liverpool say we Liverpool play the same sport in Europe and in domestically and the handball rules different in both competitions they're playing the exact same game yeah. and yet the rules different in England it's not it probably isn't handball but you wait for are more strict with it. Their guidance says, like, I've seen a lot of people say much things about, like, where it, it bounces up and hits him and all this. The arm isn't away from the body. I think you by you for <laughs> horrendously strict laws that might actually be an handball by the way they want it. But if that was in England, it probably wouldn't be given. They either, they either said it was too long ago, they either said it bounced up off him. Mm. How can you be playing the same sport in two different competitions with two completely different handball rules? It's, it's, it's baffling. Like, surely some IFAB who run footy officiating they tell you the rules and they're the rules how can you interpret the rules or enforce the rules differently for the same exact same player in two different competitions that's that's baffling to me it is baffling and I don't get it myself and I think there's a lot of influence wherever you're playing football so for example when you look at a handball in England it gets scrutinised by the media, social media, everything, that then will play on the minds of the referees and stuff like that. So that's where I think that effect of whatever country you're in, it will affect the game because there's like, oh, well, if I don't make that decision, but if I do make that decision, then that pressure's going to go. And we did just have an incident last week. Maybe I should let that go a little bit. That that plays into the game. It certainly does. In Europe, you look back to the Champions League final uh, when we got the, hand, the handball uh, decision for the penalty. You know, some people would say that wasn't handball. Some people say it was. Again, it's it's it makes no sense for IFAB. Where I stand on that from last night, I'm going to play a bit of devil's advocate here. I actually wasn't surprised. And when I, I saw when I saw wasn't the replay, angry. I I think I do think it's probably an handball because his arms over here they bounce. It's more. I don't know. It's like it, it is so far after the. It's so far. It removed. is. It is. But if you think about it, Steve, if if his arm isn't in that position when it's out, then. And it's down here and just hits him, then the play carries on, it's yeah. ignored. But because his arm's out in this unnatural position where he's in the middle of the park, there's no players around, it is a, a bit off. So I'm looking at that part. <laughs> Directly from that, from when he controls it, the next pass is allowed to play the ball into the box, which then leads to a scramble. everything. Yeah. And it leads to the goal. So yeah, it can be 10 seconds or less. I think it was less than 10 seconds from the time it hit his hand or whatever. So for me, I'm looking at it going... I'm watching that and going, if he goes to VAR now with getting this loud, because if it, if I was on the other receiving end of that, I'd be screaming, going, that's on ball, that's on ball, that's on ball, and r- rightly applauding the decision. I, suppose, Jay, I would. Yeah, the, I, I, it's, it's one of them. I know, would you I'm, not, I'm not angry with it. I just think the right the right decision, it was the right decision in the end. I suppose <laughs> the question we could become was John. Like, no, Jay, listen, no, no, listen. <laughs> you're, you're not the only person. It, 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 yeah. it, it all comes from whether you think it's a deliberate handball or an accident handball. That's, because, that's the difference, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely not deliberate. I, I, well, accident handball that leads to a team who's scoring a goal or having a goal scoring opportunity will no longer be considered an offence. So they've deemed that as that he means to handball that, and that is open to interpretation. I think as, if you think he means to handball it, 
Dennis handball. But it, that's that's the debate, isn't it? They, they, they've given it for a deliberate handball, not an accidental handball, John. It's mad. There's three of us all sat here. Jay thinks it might be handball. Probably is. You probably think it's not. I'm not sure. I think it, I think it might be a new phase of play. Jay doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the, mad, we're it? all footy fans, and we, I watch Liverpool <sighs> every week. I watch the, I watch so much football. It's my job. I have to watch it. I watch as much as I can. And I still can't tell you what the handball rule is definitively. I couldn't sit there and go, that's handball. That, like that. I, I would, the ones in the Man United Copenhagen game, I don't think either of them are handballs. But then you go to the laws and you go, well, actually, it might actually be. But maybe it isn't because you're, you're determining intent, you're determining closeness to the opponent. There's so much to consider. It just feels like VARJ has got to a point where football rules weren't meant to be as scrutinised as VAR makes them. And you... And that's offside. There's no such thing as level anymore. You can't level's gone. So le- if level was in, the, it, it, it doesn't exist. You can't be level anymore because the lines make it impossible. The, the the VAR doing the slowing down and everything about it. It just feels like football's laws that were written so long ago haven't quite matched up because no one knows what fucking handball is. It, it, and and you look at the screen and you got three lads. You've all got three different opinions. You watch footy every week and then you got pundits going, "Yeah, that's board. No, it's not. X players." We're in a position now where no one knows what the fucking rule is. No, they don't. And it's it, it, the system. I come back to it all the time. With VAR, the, the system's fine. VAR works. It does it's, it's not that as you say it's the rules. And it's the, the, the first thing I thought last night when I seen it was you see it from the angle we all saw it from, and you're probably the ref as well. Nasty no, on ball, and then you see it from the other angle they've got where it's side on. Oh, actually, and it's like the thing what happened with the uh, it happened in the World Cup and happened last week as well. You know, with, with the ball going out of play. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you see it from one angle, and you're like, nah, it's out. And then you see it. Oh, actually, and. The game, obviously, as you say, was never meant to be played that way, and these rules weren't. And it's highlighting that the, 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 the fallacy of this, but it, it, it's meant to clear things up, isn't it? It's meant to be definitive, and that's where I think, at least with offsides, you know, I'm opening a kind of, you know, a kind of worms because of this season, but where, where at least with offsides, you can go, it's 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 either it is or it isn't. Things like that are so open to interpretation, and it's like you know. For me, part of the reason I, I don't think it's a handball is I think, well, you know, he's, he's in the middle of turning, you know what I mean? So he's going to have his arm off for balance, do you know what I mean? And like, if it is his arm, are you, you're saying like in terms of like deliberate handball and reading the rules, actually is it? You know, like, if it is his arm and they said, all right, if it touches your arm, it's handball, I'd be like, all right, fine, but that's not what the rule says. You know, it's like, it, it, there's, there's such a grey area in it and like, the, the it's, the, almost the more they try and add to it is to make it clear they keep adding layers of it which is add layers of interpretation and really it should just be look if it does this and ball if it doesn't no it's mm. mad that, yeah. that is mad that the two referees could see the rule Jay, and they can interpret it different there's probably a problem with the rule there I don't know I think sometimes right I think that the Premier League have actually made it it might be doing around with this is on ball everywhere else and not in the Premier League I don't know but for someone who's used to watching Liverpool in the Premier League every week it's hard to, it's hard to get your heads around listen I'll, I will say this to lose today to win and Liverpool would have got away with one after that goal yep. running, but it could it, it, it could have been a great moment for Quanta it could have been another one of those things where we just said before about mentality fucking hell they never give up they, 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 the mentality thing they don't give up they, they, they try to the end which is what the best Liverpool teams on the club have done and to be fair this shouldn't really change that because we saw that they did but uh, yeah it's 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 hard to, it's hard to swallow when a referee points at the, at the ground and you think you've scored and then he hasn't so this season we've been given a goal and either taken off us and we've the, the, and we've had an official who's given us a goal, but the other official never knew we've been given a goal, so we didn't get the goal. Yeah, it's all a bit like yeah, it's 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 not great from a spectator point of view to know what the fuck's going on because the, the Diaz thing and then this one that it it's when 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 you've got one guy putting at the floor and saying goal and then his mate actually goes no 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 come back again, 
it feel, that, that doesn't give you confidence in the officials. Not at all, mate. Take me back to the 90s when football was a bit easier. Well, I was saying this the other day, right? Just I was take saying me back. The other day. I know we were shit, but Jesus <laughs> Christ, I wasn't. I, I, you know. I think at some point we've got to accept either. If VAR's yeah. here, yeah, it's got to get better. Was when we, when we were moaning about decisions in the past and we were like, we, do you need help? Do you need help? Were we wrong as the as the shark? Are we, are we jumped the shark here or whatever it is? Because I, I I watched that game against Bournemouth the other day, and we knew when the, knowing there was no VAR, you just knew the goal wasn't going to be the Slava. You could just celebrate, yeah, because yeah. you, you knew straight away. And that might be a good thing. Mm. Now, if one would have went against us in that game, and you were like, for fuck's sake, that's offside, and we haven't got VAR, yeah. that's where it gets a bit complicated. But I don't know. It's like we've slowed down celebrating now. Even at home, we're like, oh, it's a goal. Yeah, I'll wait a minute. Get in! Yeah, you know what I mean? it's just, yeah, it, it, just I the delay's gone sucking it out a bit. But for me, it, it, I don't. What are you on the AIJ? My Argo Man, and I'll give you guys your chance to, to to say as well. I think the AR should stay. I think it needs to be definitely use the Senate, get get rid of the offside thing and use the automated ones that because that just works. It's quicker for the start. And if if you can't decide within thirty seconds. If it's a if it's an error, have a timer on it. And if you have, then it wasn't an error. It can't be the clear and obvious thing that that that, that, that they keep telling us. Yeah. You st- in cricket, they have umpires call. Where if it was close, you stick with the fellow who made the decision on the field. At this moment in time, you, you can. It takes two, two, three, four, five minutes. We saw that Newcastle against Arsenal the other day. Six minutes or something to the side. This, 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 and this. Therefore. If it takes that long, it wasn't an obvious error. Just go with it. Mm. But it does feel like it's it's taken it's sucking the fun out of it a little bit now. Like I don't think any Toulouse fan would have moaned too much if that goal had, had gone in. He, he might have been bored. That was ages ago. It's a bit. It's doubty. The ref didn't see it. We move on with it. Yeah. If he'd have punched it in like fucking Diego Maradona, then fair <laughs> enough. But I don't know. It just feels like we're at a point with it now where it is impacted people's enjoyment of the sport. I, I, I don't think that can be can be disputed now. No, no, I agree. I, I agree with you, mate. VAR's here to stay, and I agree with it, because there's been plenty of times in the world where we've been unfairly... You know, we haven't got the right decision without VAR. But an absolute stinker, that's the difference. Sterling offside that Man City when he's miles there onside. Yeah. They're the stinkers that they can just go, yep, sound done, obvious ones. Yeah. I think at the point now where you're drawing this and you're, and you're, micro- and you're zooming in on that, is that ball in or out? I think it is It isn't. It is taking something away. Yeah, it is. And I, with the Arsenal thing as well, the ball was out of play, come on. And then even with... Our goal against um, City, you know, with the, the eleven millimeter thing again. It's it, it's here to stay. We, we we John's nailed it before. It's not the technology; it's the people running it. And when you've got three people interpreting different things, well, I think this and I think that, and there's bias when it comes into it. There just needs to be clear rules now. All these incidences have to happen in the first ten years of us having VAR for the next ten years to be a lot more cleaner and a lot more easier. So it's like, well, do you remember when that happened against Arsenal Newcastle when the ball went out? Right, well, that's the decision we now make. If it looks like that from that angle, forget perspective and Gary Neville with his camera above it and, the, you know, <laughs> the arse end of the ball is over the line, this, that, the other. No, if the ball's out, it's done. You know what I mean? All these incidents with VAR have to happen in the first few years for us to realise and go, well, that's how you learn. And that's how we're doing everything. You know, when you when we do doing Redmen shows... Well, certain things have to go wrong for you to go right well we've learnt from that now we don't do that you know the things that we do on Redmen are... make the certain guests who haven't come back <laughs> <laughs> and there you go let's, see what let's, I mean let's put it that way that's yeah. what I'm saying so I think in 10 years time we'll be having another conversation going do you remember how fucking shit VAR was at the beginning but they've got it absolutely spot on now Hawkeye wasn't the best in tennis when it first started but it's fucking brilliant now yeah, I hope so. Same with Super League. Super League, they get it right all the time. Yes, it's a little bit longer because you've got to look at ground and there's like 50 different pairs of legs underneath, you know, underneath the ball, but they get it right. 
yeah, hopefully fingers crossed they can. But it's worth mentioning, John. Like we have, we have gone through it all. They, they would have been lucky, but if if you were looking at that game, if it was a boxing match, the, the right team got, got the decision. It felt like you mm. know, what I mean, like to yeah. lose. Does, they, 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 they were better than they put on the night and the right team won yeah, they, they, they deserved it and you know fair play to them I mean they, they were good when they come to Anfield even though, even though obviously they ended up putting fire past them yeah. but they, they, they definitely deserved it and, and, they, and they, they were honest you know it wasn't as if like it was three fluky goals they worked hard and, and they had a plan and they stuck to it so you know you don't want to take anything away from them I think they, they, they more than deserved the win but it's just you know it's, it's the cleats becoming the, the tagline of the season and Sky need to get it on I think at some point that you know we're sat here talking about refereeing again kind of thing um, it's just the thing isn't it I just you know we were saying a couple of years ago when this all first happened VAR you know I was like it should just be a 10 second thing if you can't well, exactly what you've just said if, it can't, if you can't do it within a set time frame you just move on and forget it and if they can't get the footage together it doesn't matter you move on I think the other thing for me that's really annoyed me with it but particularly with this game as well is this whole thing about re-reffing which uh, I think it, I can't remember what it was but someone on commentary picked it up but it's like let the guy on the pitch run the game like you can call him over and go blah, 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 and he can go right but if he's give it and just gone you know like nah it's, it's standing but but like let him have that power because I yeah. feel as if they're going, they're going to the screen and you know to the thing of he's going to the screen oh I've made a mistake great I've got to be seen to be going what they've said no like if you you know like, I've, I've the tenacity I'd prefer him as you say to come out at the end and say actually I went with it because I didn't think it was that bad and you know in real time it didn't look that bad and I've seen it back and I still think it was a marginal call but you don't get enough of that and I think you know there's a lot of talk about referees explaining decisions I think we should also have a thing about like we need to empower them to be on the pitch to be able to say actually no I'm, st- I'm sticking with my decision and we don't need five minutes of you checking it I, I know what I saw and I'm doing that it'd be interesting but- to see the stats of that how many times the ref's gone to the screen and stuck with the his original once, thing I remember once I went full and when the, the VAR sent I think it was Andre Madden over to check an handball against Fabinho and he stuck with his it was like no it's not on board gives a corner mm-hmm. that's the only time I, off the top of my head I can think of happening in Liverpool. I might be wrong bollocks yeah I just don't know if it's, I don't know where we're at with it thank you to Jay for coming in thank you to John for coming in and thank you for you guys for listening to this episode of the Red Men Weekly Podcast like I say check out every single show in full plus loads 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 more after every game including the instant match reaction we have the player rating show we have tons and tons of content over there both in video and in podcast form you can download them into your app so you can watch them on your tablet or whatever you want to do with it it's all there for you redmenplus.com use that code weekly and get 50% off your first two monthly payments right Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back with another Red Men Weekly next Friday. See you all then. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.